Hello, and welcome to the Writer's Life mini-podcast. I'm Shavella Campbell, your host. Today, I'm speaking with my friend Kevin T. Jones about his book, Novel Advice. And, you know, it's been a while since we've had an opportunity to speak. Um, I just want to let everyone know, Kevin and I first met through the Google Hangouts, the writing group, uh, years ago. And uh, I, that was a real treat. I had never uh, actually been a part of a writing group. So, Kevin, that was definitely a, a nice experience for me. So, how have you been? I've been great. It's kind of scary how fast the years go by. Uh, I was just reaching out to a bunch of people who I had interviewed previously on my podcast. And, uh, you know, in a bunch of these emails, I was going to say, you know, hey, it's Kevin from the Writing Coach Podcast. You know, we just talked. And then I'd look up their episode and it was like three years ago. I was like, Mm -hmm. how is that possible? Has it really been three years? But I I think when you're doing good work and doing fun work, uh, time does fly. And uh, yeah, it's amazing that, you know, it's been been many years since we first connected. Absolutely, yes. Um, So you've been writing up a storm. I know you have. Um, I've been reading your book, uh, Novel Advice, and it just has such a wealth of information. And one of the first things I've noted, uh, I I loved how you started off with this wonderful analogy about how you were at home one day and you were watching these roofers outside and they were just vividly exerting themselves, putting in those long hours to complete their day's work. And it was such a great comparison to the writing process. You know, we think about how much time and energy we put into that process. And I said, that's a great way to start a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think sometimes we, we, you know, creating art is a magical thing and there's some really special things that go on when you do the work, but the, the core point there is that you have to do the work. <laughs> and I think too often mm-hmm. people dream about creating something or talk about be creating something, but they don't actually get out there and, and do the work or get, you know, put their butt in the chair and put their fingers on the keyboard. And, you know, sometimes I'm promoted as a, a productivity expert, but <laughs> to be honest, my real secret to being productive is I work really hard at it. And it's pretty much the same with everyone I know, anyone I know who's written a lot of books or created a lot of programs or, you know, just made a lot of things in their life. Uh, they don't have any secret button they press that gives them extra hours in the day. They have all the same challenges everyone else has. They have family, they have jobs, they have responsibilities, all these things, but they make the time to get their writing done. And so, yeah, I mean, that's what I was getting at in that piece there is, um, you know, these roofers who go to work and they work eight hour days and, you know, they work their butts off and, and that's their job. And then a lot of the times as artists and creatives, um, we don't bring that same mindset to our writing. And I, I think we need to. It's, it's, it is hard work writing a book and it's a lot of hours to write a book. And so if you're not willing to put in those hours and, and really put on that worker mindset, um, you know, you're not going to get a lot completed. Yeah, I, I have this uh, friend of mine that sent me this series of text messages. It was so funny. Um, and I was thinking, well, why didn't she just call me and ask me this? But it, it's funny how we're so caught up in text messages. By the time she was done, I think I had like 20 of them in there. But it, it's hilarious <laughs> when I go back and read it because she was asking me like all these questions about, okay, uh, I know you've been telling me to get started on my book. And she was like, well, what is a character sketch and what is this and what is that? And I love the fact that she was motivated to do it. 
you know, because mm. I had been talking to her for, oh my gosh, probably, I would say almost a year now. She's, oh, I want to write, I want to write. But like you said, it's like you really have to buckle down and just start. There has to be a starting point and to get it done. Yeah, and sometimes the biggest barriers are our own minds. A lot of the times we we spend so much time worrying about things or worrying that we're not going to be good enough or worrying that it's going to be too hard or worrying that people are going to like it. Um, and, and a lot of the time, uh, you know, the reader is on your side. People want to like your, like your work. And um, a lot of the monsters and bad guys that we create in our lives are really just in our own heads. Oh, yeah. Because even with her, she was like, oh, she's just bear with me. I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> there's no perfect writing. I know that I remember when our in our Google Hangouts, that was one of the things we used to talk about. Remember in the group how we were trying not, not to be such perfectionists. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell her that, you know, no, you, you do know what you're doing. It, because it's your work. And the way you write it, that's the way it was meant to be. So, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. You're on the right track. Absolutely. So you organized the book into three sections. Um, I like how you broke it down, uh, motivation and inspiration, writing tips, and then writer's life. So what are some uh, key points that you would want people to just kind of pay attention to in the book, some things that stand out? Yeah, well, I mean, I think like how how the book came about was I was working with my group coaching programs. Uh, you know, I'm, so I'm a writing coach. I work with writers to help them get their books written. So I had all these group programs where people were asking me a lot of questions, and then I have my one-on-one clients as well. And so quite often people would ask me questions about different aspects of the craft, and so I would um, usually answer that question for them, but then turn that into a blog post or a video of some kind so that I could share it with my other clients. And after a while, I had this big collection of little essays or articles or little pieces of advice about the craft and about, you know, living the writer's life and about all these mindset issues that writers deal with. And so, yeah, I thought I'd pull them together into this book uh, that I give away for free on my website and uh, use that as a bit of an entry point for people to get to know me and the type of advice that I give around writing. And, and then in terms of breaking it up into those three sections within the book, um, as we've touched on already, mindset plays such a huge role in success of writing. Um, craft is hugely important, which is obviously why that's the middle portion of the book. I mean, the craft is the mechanics of writing. And, um, you know, those are the core fundamentals that you need to learn and continue to practice throughout your writing career. But they're not really the things that are going to hold you up. Like, you're you're not going to not write a story because you don't know story structure, right? <laughs> Knowing story structure will help you write a story, but it's probably not going to be a big barrier or a huge barrier barrier anyway to getting your writing done whereas the mindset stuff those are the things that get in the way and so uh, I really wanted to start out the book with that you know important information about getting yourself positioned oriented um, mentally and kind of psychologically uh, in such a way that's going to set you up for success so that then when you do start learning about the craft and start learning about different elements of what it takes to really write a novel or, or write anything of uh, any piece of effective writing, uh, then you can start applying the craft. And then the third section, the writer's life is um, some of those more ephemeral, uh, eph- ethereal, ephemeral, 
what's that word they come and go things that come and go (laughs) yeah ephemeral those things um like developing relationships or you know you've touched on the the group the writing group that we were in and um those sorts of things that could really support your career because you can get over some of the mindset stuff you could really hone in on your craft but then there's just other parts of being a writer that that are just the things you touch on from day to day in your life and so we've got some advice and tips and stuff related to that in the book as well so hopefully you know by kind of I, I was really confident when I put out the book because you know virtually every single essay in there was a response to some sort of question that had come to me from one of my writing clients or from someone in the writing community and so I knew that the the advice in the book was the types of uh, um, things that people needed to hear and uh, just breaking it down into those three sections seemed to make a lot of sense to me I thought it was a clever approach because it's kind of like like, uh, it's in a way, it's like an, a how to type of a manual. I, that's when I read it, I was thinking of it like that how you just put everything together, you know, as you said, things that you had written or questions that people may have asked before. And it's like, here, here you go. It's like a one stop shop for, for writers. Yeah, and something I, I, I like to oh sorry, how you did that. Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say something that I like to do too when I'm explaining writing is sometimes bring other art forms into it as as an analogy or an example. You know, I'm a big fan of music. I'm a big fan of cinema, um, and so some of the th- oh, and 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 even um, there's some examples in there where I talk about some. Um, uh, art, classic kind of uh, fine artwork um, in, in analogies there. And so that was something that I think people enjoyed about the book as well is that I think sometimes when you're reading a, a typical book on writing, you know, it's it's so exclusively focused on fiction writing that um, it can get a little dry. And so I just like to drop in references to my chemical romance and to, uh, I don't know, movies I've seen and, and artwork that I enjoy. And I, I just think sometimes that it keeps things interesting, but it also provides a slightly different perspective. Um, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, a lot of the time, the advice that coaches and instructors and, and editors give out, it, it kind of sounds like com- uh, common sense because often it is. But quite often, we have to hear that common sense advice two or three different ways before it kind of connects or clicks. And so, uh, you know, hopefully that book, if you went through it and gave it a read, um, I think everyone would kind of hopefully come away with different, um, you know, chapters that they liked or different aspects or different analogies. But hopefully they'd all kind of take away some common themes and some common um, uh approaches that are going to set a writer up for success and like you mentioned um things that are they're common sense type topics and questions and things that, that we may answer for people but i think sometimes we all like people learn from us and then we learn from other writers so it's kind of like there's a link kind of like a chain you know we're all connected there in some way and i think we receive some sort of uh, confirmation from other people, you know, that sense of uh, support and confirmation. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I encourage writers to really reach reach out to other writers and other artists and um, other people trying to achieve the same things that you're trying to achieve, because quite often when you're struggling with something, there isn't an easy answer. You know, a lot of life is really complicated and a lot of life's 
challenges don't have solutions. Sometimes we just have to manage problems. Sometimes there isn't an easy answer to everything. But knowing that there are other people out there who have either been through the same thing you've been through and experienced the same challenges you're experiencing or who are actually going along doing that with you at the same time that you're doing it, that can be really helpful and it, not helpful in the way that it necessarily solves all your problems or makes life perfect, but just helpful to know, you know, if you're struggling with something, you're not alone. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, there's a writing instructor named Sean Coyne. He's the, uh, he wrote the book, the story grid. He has this really great phrases that he uses. And what he says is you're not the problem. The problem is the problem. And I think sometimes having those relationships with other artists and writers, it could it just remind you of that. You can say, oh, I don't suck at, you know, second drafts or whatever. Second drafts are just hard. And there's no yeah. easy answer to that. And there's nothing wrong with you. That's just life. And, and sometimes it's okay to just know that a, a lot of life and a lot of writing is hard. And, and that's all right. And there's nothing wrong with you. And it's great to have that support system. As you mentioned, that third point in the book about uh, a writer's life, having that sense of community as well. Absolutely. So in addition to the book, you also host the Writing Touch podcast. And I just wanted to tell you, I, I've been listening to a few of the episodes. Um, the last one, I think your most recent one, episode 92. I love this. Silence of creativity. And when I was listening to it, um, you related that story about Bob Dylan and how he seemed like he had kind of gone into hiding. You know, he wasn't really releasing much music. People were probably like, okay, where is he? And just, they didn't realize that he was just actually behind the scenes. And so when I thought about that, I was like, that's a great point because as writers, we go through the same thing. You know, those peaks when we're seen, we're publishing, we're distributing our work on a regular basis and then we have those moments when you know to our friends and people around us they might think we've slipped into an oblivion <laughs> so like <laughs> they don't know what we're doing but like you said that doesn't mean we aren't creative so i love that that point yeah. you made and I think that oblivion is such a beautiful place. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people become writers. You're a writer and you're not a stage actor or you're not a singer um, on, on in a band or something because you enjoy the solitary beauty of putting words on this page and being alone and thinking and telling stories, losing yourself in a story. And so one of the things I was trying to touch on in that podcast episode was just this idea that... I just see so much pressure on authors and indie authors to, I mean, and anyone trying to make any sort of independent living is to constantly be constantly be putting things on social media, constantly be putting things out into the world. Um, and, and like, I, I didn't become a writer so that, so that I feel pressured to um, put things on social media on a daily basis, right? I mean, I joined social media so that I could share the things that I created. And so right. I just wanted to remind people that, you know, one, um, you it's okay to resist that, that pressure to always be marketing, always be providing value, always be platform building. It's perfectly all right to focus on your craft and just write a really great book. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to focus on with that episode was just this idea that 
it's beautiful to be alone and to create something. And and uh, I mean, I, I was listening to one of your episodes as well. And you were talking about how you kind of grew up an introvert, um, but you kind of learned to be an extrovert. I think to a certain extent, um, I, I'm almost the opposite. Like I was always very extroverted growing up. And as I've gotten <laughs> older, I've become more introverted and I've learned to kind of um, – appreciate my time alone all that much more you know i have three kids um i have a very busy life multiple jobs and i don't get to spend a lot of time alone and so when i get it i really appreciate it you know being a writer sometimes is about being introverted and being alone and i think we can celebrate that and don't have to feel any guilt about it you know it's interesting that you mentioned you know we all have a busy life and for me it's like there's literally one hour of a day when I'm by myself. It's during my lunch break. Would you believe that sometimes when I actually come up with these bright ideas for stories and it's just when I have that moment where I'm just sitting in my car and I I always have a notepad with me everywhere. This lady that I know, she laughs. She's like, oh, you're going outside to write again? (laughs) Because she knows I told her before I keep a notepad in my car and I just go out there and I sit there I I might look up at the clouds and you know meditate for a moment and then boom there's an idea for me so not like you're you're deliberately trying to be antisocial but I do think for writers it's when a writer really does need solitude Um, for me it's just to refresh myself to come up with ideas and, you know, to work on projects like there are times when I'm here at home and I don't have small children. I have uh, teenagers. My son is graduating in June and my daughter has one more year. So they're both in high school. And so they don't require a whole bunch of attention at one time. Because, but it's like at the same time, uh, them and my husband, they they kind of know the times when, when I need to just focus on what I'm doing. So yeah. especially on weekends i'll just carve out an hour or two on a saturday and they don't bother me yeah <laughs> and so yeah. they've learned it's, i'm not trying to be antisocial. i just really need to focus on what i'm doing yeah that's one of the things when people are thinking about working with a writing coach uh one of the things they don't always think about are some of the things that a coach can support people in are just making those sorts of decisions i know so many people especially parents with kids regardless of what age they are um you know they really put their kids first a lot of the time and something like writing is often something they leave until everything else is done you know the kids are taken care of the house is clean the job is done the laundry is folded or whatever and then finally they get some time to work on their writing and sometimes working with a writing coach um, is about working with that person to acknowledge that, Hey, yeah, you are a busy mom and yeah, you are a, a spouse and, and uh, an employee and all these things, but you also deserve that time. You know, like it sounds like you've learned um, to take that time for yourself, but other people uh, really struggle with that. And so sometimes that's my job is just to help people say like, Hey, you know what? This is something that you really want. This is something that's a part of you. Being a writer is, is, is part of how you define who you are. And so it's important for you to let those around you, let your family know, let your kids know, your spouse, your coworkers that, you know, this matters. And, you know, even if it's on your lunch hour, if they see you with that notepad going out on their lunch hour, um, you know, they do need to 
re- be able to respect you and uh, uh, and you need to be able to I love that you use the term carve out time because that's exactly what you have to do if you're going to wait until everything else is done you're never going to get around to your writing and so I think the people who are successful in getting work done are the people who really actively you know carve out time in their schedule and kind of treat it as holy you know and, and they don't uh, um, they don't compromise on that time because they, they know how important it is to them and so with you being a writing coach, I'm sure you, you must get this quite often. Probably one of the things is writer's guilt. I don't even know if that's a real term or not, but you know, Oh, it's I'm got to be, it's got to be. <laughs> they, they probably have some kind of guilt for actually investing in themselves like that, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and feeling like they really deserve to, spend two hours on a Saturday just writing, just to be doing it, or if there's a project they want to work on, not feeling guilty or not thinking that they have to over-explain that to someone, because I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I know people that have been saying they're going to write for years, and then when we have these honest conversations about it, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just so busy, I got kids, well, we all do, (laughs) but it's like, you have to not use those things as excuses or to feel bad about it. You, a, a creative personality is very hard to stifle. And I don't think it's fair writers to feel that they just can't do something because they're afraid of what everyone thinks. That's one of the reasons why I've become comfortable with charging higher and higher rates. You know, I've wor- been working with art, uh, working with writers and authors for many, many years now. So, you know, I've got the experience, but as I've grown my business and developed my skills, I've also raised my rates. And something that I've seen is the more money people invest in their, a coach, the more seriously they take it. But my coach tells me to go read this book. I am going to go read it. And so there's that, that commitment, that fiduciary commitment is like, it's a, it's, it it says something to the, to that person as well as to the people around them, which is, I take this very seriously and this matters and I'm not going to just um, not take it seriously. Absolutely. I mean, you've put something into it. It, it, It's means something. At that point, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, what current writing projects are you working on? I have always writing books at uh, <laughs> at all times, and so um, I just finished up a draft of a book that I'm ghostwriting. Uh, in addition to my own writing, and in, in addition to my coaching, I also ghostwrite, uh, and so I just sent off a draft of a book I've been working on for the last three months pretty much straight through um, on that book. And I'm really pleased with it and how it's going. Um, And so uh, the book I was working on that kind of went on hold when that one came in was uh, the third book in my trilogy, the page turners. And so um, my very first book was the first book in the page turners uh, trilogy. And then I've, you know, I've done a ton of other things, other novels, other novels, other writing instructional books, uh, children's picture book, uh, all sorts of different things. And so, um, this will be really fun when I when I get back to that novel. I'll be able to close out that trilogy, so that will be really exciting. And then just on I the remember pro- when we first started working on that. Yeah, I mean it's been the trilogy. Yeah, it's been a long term project, and so um, 
I'm looking forward to wrapping that up. And then the other big thing I have on the go is I'm actually hosting a online summit. So a virtual summit, which if people aren't aware of, that's like a conference only online. And so it's the last week of May and it's called the Writer's Craft Summit. And I, I keep seeing all these different summits out there and all these different courses and webinars and things all about the marketing side of being an author, like how to be a bestseller, how to sell more books, how to build your email list, how to build your platform. And that stuff is all great and all important, but it's just not my area of expertise or my area of interest. Like what I am interested in is helping people become better writers. And I, I'm fairly confident that the better writers they become, the more books they're going to sell. Uh, so, I mean, as a long-term um you know, investment, I think it, it, you know, learning your craft does pay off, but all of which is to say, I, I thought it would be really great to do a summit that was just about writing. Just let's look at different aspects of the craft of writing and really zero in on them and have these really fun, great discussions about, um, you know, point of view character development, story structure, dialogue, like all the real minutiae of fiction writing that anyone outside of the writing space is going to have no interest in. But those of us who are writers, I mean, I, I, we're all nerds about this stuff. We all know that we never stop developing and learning as an author. And so, I mean, I just loved having these conversations. And so I've been pre-recording them. They're all going to go live that last week of May. But, um, you know, over the last month, I've done about 20 interviews and I've got about five or so more to go, but it's just been so much fun to talk to all these people that I know and respect um, and just explore different aspects of the craft and really dig into it. So um, I'm really excited about the summit. It's uh, it was a lot of work to, to, organize all those interviews and there's still a lot of work to go just in terms of building out the infrastructure of uh you know hosting the the summit and and everything but um that's my big project on the go right now uh, other than my one-on-one -on -one clients i mean my one-on-one -on -one clients are always kind of like my number one focus uh along with my writing but yeah i think this summit is just gonna be a fun cool great thing and i can't wait to share all those interviews with everyone it sounds exciting i tell you you got on your busy head all the time that's that's great Oh, that you do that. I love staying busy too. So yeah. that, that's great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait to share it with people. I mean, just to give a, a hint of like um, some of the stuff that we have going on, I have. Um, author Jay Thorne talking about how to kind of go from outlining or sorry, go from an idea to outlining like that kind of initial stage of getting started. I have Sean Coyne talking about something he calls the story bell curve. Uh, Joan Dempsey does a great talk about self editing. Jennifer Blanchard does a great presentation on story structure. I mean, just, you know, 20 really fantastic people digging into all these different things that I I'm just so fascinated by. And so I think everyone's going to love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kevin. Uh, it's been such a pleasure just catching up. You know, we hadn't spoken in a while, so I'm, I'm glad we had this opportunity. And just to talk about your book, Novel Advice, and your, your podcast and your coaching. And let's check out Kevin's website, www.kevintjohns.com. He's also on Twitter at Kevin underscore T underscore Johns and Instagram at Kevin T. Johns. So thank you, Kevin, once again. Oh, Charvella, thank, thank you, everyone. You, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be here to touch base with you again. Absolutely. And keep up the great work. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, take care. <laughs>